Most days during the summer tourist season, John Ingman spends his lunch breaks playing the Illin bagpipes next to a life-size plush bear on Lincoln Street in Sitka. Some days he makes around $35 an hour, and other days not so much. Ingman, who works full-time at University of Alaska Southeast, isn't doing it for the money. This is kind of the first chance I've had to really uh, um, play in front of people. So, and that's, that's really the, the driving force behind me playing, just trying to get comfortable playing in front of people. Ingman makes music in Alaska, but his contributions to the economy are undercounted. That's according to the Alaska Independent Musicians Initiative, or Akimi, which organized a music census this year. Marion Call is a Juno-based singer-songwriter and the program director for Akimi. She says traditional metrics don't accurately capture the economic contributions of Alaska's music scene, and without that information, musicians aren't getting the resources they deserve. When musicians do work, very often the only way that that work is measured economically is through the profits of other industries, right? So when musicians fill a bar for the night, that looks like bars and restaurants made money. When musicians play at a wedding reception and are maybe even the most expensive item at the wedding reception, that still looks like the wedding sector. Call, who has worked full-time in music since 2007, asked how to make the Alaska music industry more visible. Mira McLaughlin, the executive director of Music Portland, gave her a simple answer. We need data. McLaughlin, who helped spearhead Oregon's first music census in 2022, says having data about how many people are involved in music and how much money they're earning makes it easier for policymakers to support the industry. She worked with Call to design Alaska's first music census. Music is a little like unset jello. You know, it's it's out there. It's great. We love it. But loving music is different than supporting music. And you don't give policymakers the ability to support if you don't have data to quantify what it is. While the Oregon census focused on commercial music, Call wanted Alaska's version to include full-time artists as well as part-time musicians or even people who just play for fun. The Alaska census opened in July and ran through September 2nd. The online survey asked musicians how often they play and how much money they make from music. Call says they received over 1,500 responses, including many from remote communities. I think I was prepared for some skepticism or cynicism, but people really seemed to appreciate and understand what we were doing. Call hopes that the final data, which is still being analyzed, will help policymakers understand why and how to support Alaska music, whether that means providing small grants for musicians to tour along the Milk Run route, making sure that large festivals have functioning restrooms, or installing sound systems in a rural school that doubles as a music center. The full data analysis will be released in January at the Alaska Music Summit, a statewide convening of musicians and community supporters. In the meantime, Alaskans like Jody Hassel, a punk rock musician from Fairbanks, will keep making music. Hassel works as an educator and yoga teacher, but playing with her band Three Chord Ho brings her joy she doesn't find elsewhere. There's just a, an in-the-moment, present intimacy that doesn't exist in any other realm of my artistry, my teaching, or my life that, that I get in playing music.
Hassel says she would love to be a full-time musician if it were financially sustainable. She's hopeful the Alaska Music Census might help chart a path to get her there. In Sitka, I'm Meredith Reddick.